0: Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I'm your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hey, everyone. How's
1: it going? Well, they can't answer you, but I can. Yeah, they it's can. going well. <laughs> they, just, they, just, they just said something. We didn't oh, hear Oh, did it. they? Yes, okay. right. If it makes you feel better. It's fourth dimension somewhere. I hear you, man. It's good to see you. Did you have a good week? I did. I had a, uh, like as usual, good week, and uh, sometimes... Cram so much in the weekend that you kind of realize that you're exhausted. When yeah, your work starts all over again. That's right, right man. Well, hey, it's all time in the end, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well,
0: that's one thing I want to talk about today. You know, the 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 title of the show today is time, and uh, I want to take a couple minutes because this is uh, we taking time this out. This is something. Well, it's just something that's that's you know happened with my family <laughs> gotcha. over the over the last uh, weekend and stuff, and it's something that's pretty familiar with everybody. I think now are a lot of people in the world with COVID and. Just this this disease that doesn't seem to want to go away, and uh, is is one of the most dangerous one we've ever seen because people can carry it and not know. And of course, all the other specifics that we've all heard about and know through the news and the and the uh, medical journals now, and everything has been you know posted about it. But mm-hmm. uh, it hit home uh, close to home over this past week. You know, back on July the fourth, uh, Independence Day weekend, I went down to my dad's farm with my family just to hang out, be with my dad, enjoy the, the holiday and shoot fireworks. And, you know, he's had a friend in his life for 65 years. His name's John Gadlock was a doctor, was a field, uh, surgeon in, in Vietnam. I mean, he was doing techniques on the battlefield that they wouldn't even try in, in, you know, surgical rooms for, for a long time, uh, after that. And just a very smart man, you know, had, was well off, you know, he wound up going and doing some cosmetic stuff, you know, after, um, after he came back from the war and was successful with that, and but you wouldn't know looking at him that he had a dime. He just, you know, his pants legs were too short. He was dressed like he didn't have anything. But he was one of the most kindest and just nicest and funniest guys you would ever meet. So down and, to earth, as they yeah, say. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and he was sort of like an uncle or you know a very good close family friend. You know, because he was really my father's best friend since they were you know born basically. Well, on the fourth of July weekend. You know, we were down there, and uh, you know, Dad had mentioned that John had called, and that his wife had gone to a family reunion. And when she came back, she you know mentioned that there was uh, some some members there, I think, in her family that had had COVID at one time, you know, earlier this year or something like that. And so John was a doctor, and he you know quarantined her, and she had her you know own place still that they hadn't sold. So she went and stayed there for a couple of weeks, and thought everything was going to be okay. But over the last three weeks. Um, you know, he, he wound up not feeling well, going to the hospital, long story short, he was positive for COVID. Then he contracted pneumonia after that. Mm. And, uh, I was fishing sat this past Saturday night with a friend of ours, John Hoffman, and we were night fishing. It was, you know, nine, And, uh, about that time my dad called and I'd seen him earlier in the day. My nephew, uh, had a birthday party that he had come up for. Uh, And he was obviously distraught and worried over his friend. He was sort of incoherent in the ICU. He wasn't able to get in there and see him. And, you know, he just was pretty down and out about it. And I got a phone call Saturday night at about 930, and he just, you know, was in tears on the phone and said, you know, John passed away. And uh, one of the things he said to me was, John, you know, I I, I was talking to his friend, John, uh, earlier this week when he was still coherent. And I just told him, you know, John, I think we've been friends 64, 65 years And he said, John looked at him in the eye and said, Donald, it's been, it's been 65 years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, ever since I got that call Saturday night, you know, I felt for my father, obviously, you know, he's lost my mother years ago. And, you know, when you get to be that age, you start to lose people in your life. And, and, uh, you know, you start to really, I would imagine looking at your own more, start looking at your own mortality and, and, uh, just how many people aren't around anymore in your life. And, and how, just what a blessing it was to be able to say I had a friend for 65 years. Like, I hope I can say that about anyone in my life, but um, it really made me think over the last few days about just time in general. You know, all the time, the 65 years they had together, um, they talked to each other every day on the phone, which is something that I wish I did with all my friends, um, you know, or at least somebody in my life, um, you know, to have that kind of relationship with her, or, or really pointing out my, def, uh, my defects and not pursuing that. But, um, it really made me think about time and just how little we have, like, we never know when our time's going to be up. I mean, here's a guy that was healthy. He was an in shape guy. I mean, he was three years younger than my dad, who's 79. And, you know, a little more than three weeks ago, almost four weeks ago. Now he was alive and healthy and well, you know, nothing wrong with him. And now he's about to be buried this week. And it really made me think about like, gosh, we spend so much time worrying about things besides the present moment. You know, we don't know how long we have. God's the only person that knows how long we're going to be here. And a lot of us, we live like we have forever, right? You know, I'll, I'll change my life. I'll start to worship God. I'll start to love God. I'll give him my life somewhere down the road. Or I'll rekindle or, or, or forgive or fix relationships that maybe I have gone by the wayside because I'll have time to do it. Or I'll get these things done in my life I want to do, or I'll spend time with my kids and my wife because I'll have time. And, you know, it takes things like this to really stop and realize like we don't know how much time we're gonna have. You and I could very well get off this microphone and in, in an hour not be here anymore, you know, off the show. And and so that's why this thing is called time this week. And I really wanted to talk about that and just about how we, you know, we just there's so many people I see, including myself that have we've made mistakes in the past, you know, we've had failures or things that we're not proud of, or we look at God and say, Man, you can't love me because of the things I've done, or whatever the things we've talked about that, you know, like that before. But, you know, we spend so much time living in the past or worrying about the future, you know, saying like, well, what about this? And what if I don't have this? And what if I don't have enough money to retire? And what if I don't have a job until I'm, you know, a certain retirement age, or what if, you know, one of my kids passes away. Or what if this happens that we never fully enjoy the present moment and the present moment is only where we can affect anything right like sitting here thinking about the past you can't change the past sitting there looking towards the future you can't you can't do anything about the future that's tomorrow that's the next day That's days down the road all you can really affect is the present moment in your life and i think that so many of us we we just look past that and we're we're so worried about the next thing right like we all have our iphones out with our calendar with every hour scheduled for the day that we we were always worried about what do I have to do next? What do I have to do next? What do I have to do next? I'm going to pray real quick so I can get on to everything else I have to do. Instead of learning to enjoy and receive each moment, the present moment is a gift
1: from God and use it as it's intended. Have you ever seen a movie called uh, Walter Mitty? No, I've okay. heard of it, but I've never seen it. Well, you know, it's it's one of those art films, so maybe you might not really be. No, but man, if there Pins aren't cars it, blowing up and I, people you know. fighting. <laughs> but the thing kidding. is, so so um, so the guy that did Zoolander, what's his name? I, 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 uh, ben blank. Stiller. Ben Stiller's in it. So yeah. his character is a very quiet, mild mannered person, but yet he has he daydreams a lot. Mm-hmm. He visualizes what he wants to be, who he wants to become. So his whole life has been like he misses out on opportunities. Right, because he's always thinking about what he wants to be, or fantasizing who he should—he thinks he should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but then all of a sudden, he meets Sean Penn, and without revealing the whole movie, because I want you to see it, because I want you to talk yeah, about no, it. So okay. Anyways, <laughs> but but anyways, he Sean Penn, and searching for Sean Penn, he pushes himself to be who he always wanted to be, which is a brave, strong, and and independent individual that's driven to be able to take care of himself. So that what you're saying is kind of like we all spend our times. In default, thinking about something else or trying to be somebody other than ourselves, and and we lose the perspective of who we are intended to be, who Christ intended us to be. And the friendship you are talking about, your dad and and Doctor John, mm-hmm. um, that's a gift. You yeah. know, th- there are very few of us that we have those true friendships our whole life. We have those friendships or occasional friendships that kind of come in and out of our lives, but th- what you your dad had was quite unique, and only a few of us can really that perspective of what that is like a, a friend brother friend that you mm-hmm. stay in touch with your whole life and um and, and christ is that friend sure you know and that's the thing is that even though we may not have one we can identify immediately christ wants to be like that person to right us. and you have to spend that present moment you know that time with
0: him to get to that sort of status right like that's that's the point like we always i know i've told myself like i'm going to change or i'm going to do this differently for the lord or anything else in my life mm-hmm. in particular You know, I'm going to do it tomorrow, I'm going to do it the next day, I'm going to, but you can't affect that. What you can affect is right now, you know, and God wants to spend time with you right now, you know, your kids need you right now, Um, but we look past that, like, all you have to do is look at, at, you know, just technology today, you know, so many of us go, well, man, if, if there's nothing on Netflix for me to binge watch, then like, my world's ending, right? Because I need something to entertain me. I need something to take me out of reality. I need something to take me out of this present moment, sure. right? And and that's not what it's for. Like, each moment of our life is a gift. And and whether you're using it to spend time with God or with your family or to better yourself, like, we need to take advantage of that. And, you know, but we, we're not able to do that because so many of us get caught up and all the other moments of time besides the present moment and there's a lot of saints that have spoken to this i mean saint faustina said the past does not belong to me the future is not mine with all my soul i try to make use of the present moment and that's she's saying exactly what we're talking about here is that none of that other stuff i can control or change or influence all i have power over right now is what i'm doing in this moment and you know mother Teresa had another quote that said yesterday is gone Tomorrow has not yet come. We have only today. Let us begin. And I love what she says there with this, let us begin. Like, let us begin to realize that just the gift that this is and all the things that we can do with it. Like, if you want to start changing your life, you have to start in the moment right now. You don't start, you know, the next day or the day after that, because those things, look, let's tell the truth how many things have we said to you know about our own lives whether it's working out or or i'm gonna start you know i'm gonna do i'm gonna clean up this room and make this or you know i'm gonna go out and 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 fix up that thing in the garage that's been broken whatever it is we always plan for these things but they never happen because we don't take advantage of the present moment we always say there'll be more time well as i as i say again like from the beginning of the show you never know when your time's gonna be called right so but and, and i want to to really um Express like how much God is pointing us towards the present moment and taking advantage of it and how we don't know. We're not the author of our own story. We didn't we don't decide how long we get to to live and be here on this planet. That's him. And uh he's the only one who knows. But I could tell you that there's things that if you look for in our faith and in, in the things, the habits that we should have in prayer and scripture and in and, and, you know, participating in the sacraments, God's sort of pointing us to this whole Look, realize that everything that you have is in the present moment. That is the most important thing in your life. Is that present moment because that's where you can do and change and interact and fix everything in your life or or influence things in your life. So, first of all, I want to say like for the past, you know, there's a couple of verses in there. You know, this is from um, from uh, Philippians three thirteen through fourteen from from Saint Paul. He says just one thing forgetting what lies behind, but straining forward to what lies ahead. I continue my pursuit towards the goal, the prize of God's upward calling in Christ Jesus. So what he's saying there is like, I'm not worried about what I've done. And we all know that Paul did a lot of terrible things. He's saying, I'm not living there anymore. I'm going to take this moment and strain towards what lies ahead of me, which is a goal of the prize
1: of God's upward calling, right? Which I that's th- what I'm going to focus on in this moment. That stuck out to me: the prize of God's upward calling, right? Let I me mean, really think about that. What does that? What does that interpret for us? That means what? I mean, well, you're, yeah. th-
0: that he's going to spend his life doing what God calls us right. to, which is living for Him and trying to get to heaven the way that we're all called to be, trying to be a saint. And and you know, we've talked about before that the devil loves to live in the past. He also loves to live in the future. He loves to have you dread and worry and and be concerned about all these things, but he loves to bring up and dredge up your past because it keeps you off the present moment. If you're so wrapped up in the things that have happened to you in the past, people you haven't forgiven, people that, that that have done things to you that maybe you haven't gotten over, mistakes you've made in your life, things you've done to people that you're not proud of, if he keeps you wrapped up in that, then you cannot change in the present moment. You're never gonna be able to change in the future, it's just now. So we have to keep our eyes on that. And And with the past, Here's another one. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. That's Matthew six thirty four, And he's saying don't worry about, now actually that's about the future. I'm sorry I misspoke mm-hmm. about that. That's a future verse. But for the past, if you look past that verse with St. Paul, and then you look at the sacraments, the sacrament of reconciliation is God's way to point to us We need to get past the things that have happened to us or behind us, the things that are behind us. I'm giving you a do-over, right? I'm giving you a way to start over each and every time something you've done in your past is there that you need to get rid of. God's pointing to that. like He's saying, I don't want you held up in this stuff. I don't want you caught up in those things. I want you to be able to know that I love you and I love you through all those things and that you can be forgiven of those so that you can drop that baggage off of you and go live in the present moment to love and to
1: serve me because that's the only place you can actually do that. Right. Well, our sins are barriers to God into christ and and by going to confession he removes that impediment from us to where it's like clear line of vision Mm -hmm. and the embrace is there in the process of being forgiven and we have to know that you know every time we sin there's a lot of things that we can't control we feel we can't control it's overwhelming and stress whatever happens but but when we get to that part of realizing that we need forgiveness that's when god's saying are you ready to come back to me yeah. You know, are you ready are you ready to tell the truth that is in your heart that you need me and I need you and so it's one of those things where we have to kind of get past that sure. and we have to kind of get to the point where we know that God is always with us and that the, the future is not to be concerned about as you were saying the past yeah. is something that's is rectified through confession right. and just focus on loving him at that very moment.
0: Well, and that's one thing I love about going to confession, especially I love going to Father Martel, you know, a local priest here. He's my spiritual director. And every single time, no matter what I've done, it, you know, I, I have the tendency to want to get in there in and, and confession and talk about what I've done and beat myself up about what I've done. And he just immediately is like, Nope, you've already said that. We're moving on. We're moving on. That's in the past. You've been, you're about to be forgiven for that. Do not dwell on that. All that's going to do is make you stay in that place. We've got to move forward. We've got to move forward. And that's what I love so much about him, but also what God's trying to do for us in that sacrament, right? He doesn't want you to be concerned with all that stuff. He doesn't want you to be stuck in the mud. And that's what happens when we don't go to confession, when we don't utilize the resources. And the, and the I hate to call sacrament a resource, but the gift is, that God has given us in the different sacraments that allow us to be freed from these things so that we're not a slave to our mistakes, we're not a slave to our past. We can live in the moment to where we can be what what God calls us, what Jesus calls us to be for others, which is a gift and, and a blessing, right? You can't go out and evangelize and change the world and be what you need to be for other people if you're mired down in your own mess all the time. And so God gives us that gift, and it's almost like if you look at it, it's like God pointing a finger saying, that's over with, right? Present moment. This is where you need to live. Right now, this is all you can change. This is all you can affect. So it's the same thing with the future as well. You know, look, I know I've been a person that, you know, in times in my life, if I didn't have something to look forward to, like I would almost physically get depressed, you know, like, well man, there's nothing going on this weekend and there's nothing going on the weekend after that, or or man, we don't have anything to do, you know, and this is I'm talking about before I had kids and, and my wife and stuff. But even then, like if we didn't have events or we didn't have somebody's house to go to, or well, my life was about those sort of things, I would get physically depressed, right? Because I was worried, well, I, what am I gonna do? I have nothing to do. Like what's what do I have to look forward to? Because my priorities were out of whack and and God wasn't the first thing in my life. When He's the first thing in your life, you don't need stuff like that to look forward to. Because you look forward to the blessing of every moment of every day. But we've I guarantee you there's guys out there that are hearing that and saying like I've been there. I know that mm-hmm. I've, I've taken an account of my week or the next month of my life and said, man, I don't I don't have anything to look forward to, and, and it takes you to a dark place if you let it. But there's also the worry and the concern, right? That we've, you know, you can sit here as, as a father of, of a couple kids like you have, or three like I have, or nine like Deacon Jeff has, and worry, uh, he, he, he wins. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> You'll have a prize once we figure out what to <laughs> give for having nine children. Yeah. I'm not sure what the accurate prize is for that. <laughs> but uh, just an attaboy, I guess. Yeah. But <laughs> he's making the money, son. But, <laughs> but uh, no, like, I, I just, I, you know, I want to say that. That uh, and I lost my train of thought here. I'm not going to lie about it. Yeah, but um, get back on it. Oh, the worrying. So the worrying about the future. Um, You know, here's the thing: we can worry about. Am I going to have enough money? You know, am I going to be able to put my kids through college? Am I going to be able to pay for two or three weddings? Am I going to? Am I? Am I? Am I? Am I? And again, it's a a trick of the devil. You know, that to get into our head and allow us to take our mind and our focus and our thoughts off of the present moment. Because if you're sitting there with your child. Right, and all they want to do is spend time with you. Whether it's say, in a Divine Mercy Chaplet, or they want you to play a video game with them, or watch a show, or just listen to them, but your mind is off, preoccupied about, no, I got to work on our finances. I got to figure it all out right now because you're going to be 20 in you know 18 years, and I got to figure this out now, and that we can't be the people that God calls us to be. First and foremost, as men, if you're married, your 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 primary vocation is as a husband and a father. And you cannot do that well. You look around the world and you look at all the problems we have, now take COVID and all that stuff out of it, but the regular everyday just terrible problems we have in the world, they all stem from the fact that the family is under attack. We've talked about that all the time. Well, what better way to keep you and keep the family from growing together in the faith and spirituality and love than to occupy our thoughts with the past and of the future and to keep our mind always off the present moment. Because each and every time, that you you push your child away because you're you're too busy to pay attention to him or you're worried about the future, or you're concerned with the past. Well, I don't want to spend time with them because I've done things wrong in the past and I don't want to do that again. You know, I, I just so I'll just abstain or back away from from those relationships or those moments, then then we give the devil a leg up in our lives because that's exactly what he wants is to 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 trap us in these these past and future tense. And so God points us again towards not worrying, not being concerned about the future, but living in the moment through the scriptures. Here's one of my favorite ones that we've talked about here on the show before, Luke 12, 22 through 26. It says, he said to his disciples, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life and what you will eat or about your body and what you will wear. For life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Notice the ravens, they do not sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, yet God feeds them. How much more important are you than birds? Can any of you by worrying add a moment to your lifespan? If even the smallest things are beyond your control, why are you anxious about the rest? And that's, once again, that's Christ right there. I mean, it's him speaking, saying, stop. Like, don't worry about all that stuff. If you believe in me, if you love me, if you live in the present moment right now, you'll be okay, right? There's no need for all that because if you trust in me, if you believe in me, If you love me the way that I've asked you to love me, and we have a relationship that I've wanted to build with you, then there's no need to ever worry about what tomorrow is going to be, because if you're living today, especially let's talk about dying. You know, we we mentioned John earlier, my dad's friend. You know, we shouldn't be afraid of death if we're living in the right way. If we have a relationship with Christ, we should be excited to go home. Now, a lot of people go, yeah, right, nobody wants to die and mm-hmm. nobody wants to go through cancer or pain or whatever the things that people have, or what John's gone through in the last week with pneumonia and, and and COVID. But we should live as Christians as I can't wait to go home, you know? But the only way we could do that again is if we're living our life every single moment in the way that the Lord has asked us to in the present moment. Because once again, we cannot control what happens two weeks from now. We cannot control what happened an hour ago. All we can control is what we're doing at this moment and making sure that we're living in the ways that God has called us to. You know, people say, well, one of these days I'm going to be a good father. I'm really going to try. You could be a good father right now in this moment, you know, in this moment by saying, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to deny my selfish desires. I'm going to go do the thing that my kid has been asking me to do. That is the most annoying thing I don't want to do in the world, but I'm going to do it anyway because I love them and it'll mean the world to them. You know, you could be an amazing husband right now in this moment by doing the things and dying to self, picking up your cross, dying to self, and putting your wife first. You know, you could be a good friend, but most importantly, you can worship God the way he calls us to in the present moment. Until we start to understand that, until we start to get our mind around this this need to to be present now and not fall to the distractions of everything else that try to pull us out of that moment, we're gonna be spinning in circles. We're gonna be chasing our tails. We've got to get this down and understand that this is one of the the biggest things that we can learn as men
1: on how to become the spiritual men that God calls us to. Well you're also talking about being present in prayer too. You Mm -hmm. know, like you said, being in the present moment. Yeah, Yeah being present moment, being present in prayer because We've all have done it. We've all been distracted where we're praying. The next thing you know, we're going over grocery list. We're going over yeah. stressors of what happened as coming to church. You know, an issue with the child, not wanting to put shoes on. You know, littlest things, big things, whichever. But, um, but focus and, and being right there in the moment with God is all he asks. He doesn't yeah. ask for much. He right. just wants that present time with him and that devotion of from the heart. And that's what the, his sacred heart is all about. It's like, you know, be with me. Be present with me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's. I'm glad you brought that up because prayer is definitely one I struggle with being present in a lot. Mass, I think a lot of people do. I mean, I. I think if you say you're not, you're probably not telling the you know the complete and total truth. But the you know we have to start. You know, we're here towards the end of the show, and part of what we have to do to to remedy this is to is to realize. You know, the light's been shown on this today, right? Like we now know that that's something that we need to keep at the forefront of, my, of our minds, that we we need to be present in the present moment. Um, that's the first step, right? Is just trying to always bring that yourself back to memory. Not get frustrated during prayer or mass or anything else, but when you realize that you're drifting and you're not being present in that moment, then to bring yourself back and not get mad or upset or frustrated or allow it to just, well, I can't do it anyway, so I'll drift off and just, I'm just gonna give up. No, we have to continue to practice it and get better at it like we do anything else. And I'm telling you, if you can do that and forget the past and quit looking towards the future, you know, and worrying and all of that stuff, but stay in the moment, then you're gonna grow in a different way in your relationship with Jesus because that's that's the place we meet him, that's the place we know him. We can look back on all the great memories we've had with him and we can look forward to the ones we hope for, but until like, the only ones that we can truly experience are the ones in the present. And we've got to learn that and understand that and practice that in our lives. Be present to our children and to our wives in that moment. Not put things off, but be the person that we're called to be every day in the in the, in the present moment. So it's all about time. We have a very limited amount. Nobody knows how long they're gonna be here. We have to, to to use and utilize it to the best of our abilities to do what we've been called to by God, which is to, to serve as, in our vocations, whether you're a priest or religious, you're a father, a husband, um, but to be present and to understand that time is a valuable commodity, it's one of the most valuable commodities we have, and we've got to use it well. And the only way we can do that is to is to be present in the in the present moment. So you know, once again, thanks for listening about my dad's friend John. You know, I really wanted to share that on the show. I really want to dedicate this show to him. His name was Doctor John Gedlock. He saved a lot of lives, and he, and he had an influence over a lot of people. So you know, this show today uh, goes out to him and to his his wife Mary and to his daughters and family that'll be. Um, sending him home to the Father this week, uh, that our prayers and thoughts are with him. Uh, He's impacted my life and my father's life tremendously. And folks, once again, you know we we have a limited amount of time. We don't know how much that's gonna be. So let's do the best with what we got and concentrate on the present moment. So Victor, I hear that music. We're here at the end of the show. So why don't we take this to prayer and uh, pray for the repose of our friend uh, John Gadlock's soul. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, only you know how much time we have on this earth. So many of us spend our time regretting the past or worrying about the future. Help us to be the best we can be for you in the present moment. And Father, whenever we get caught up in the things of the future or things of the past, remind us that the only thing we can truly affect is the present. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew.